Creating business isn't about doing hashtag all the things. It's about doing the right thing at the right time to create systems for success. Welcome to the Master the Sales Game podcast. Each week, I'll be sharing specific strategies, tactics, and practical know-how from myself and other successful business owners, helping you grow and scale your business. I'm your host, Susan McVeigh, helping you master the sales game and sell with more ease without the sleaze. I'm excited to have you here. Thanks for spending time with me today. Now, let's get started. In today's episode, you may be wondering, like, how is that even possible? Here's the thing. I'm going to be breaking down for you some secret and not so secret things that I've been able to do in my own business in order to create ongoing recurring monthly revenue, but more importantly, work with the clients that I want to work with over and over and over again without having to continually sell them over and over and over again. Now, what the heck am I talking about? I'm talking about memberships. I'm talking about some kind of a continuity plan. I'll give you an example that we see in the real world today that you may not even think about because it is so prevalent. I'm going to guess that right now, if you're listening to this, that chances are you have at least three memberships or subscriptions that you pay for on a monthly basis, if not closer to the average, which I think is sitting around eight to 12. Now that's a heck of a lot of subscriptions, but I'm going to tell you as a mama of two that has Apple products, uh, just Apple alone is I think five subscriptions. Then you add on uh, Disney plus Netflix, uh, all of the other things that we have. The real life example that I want to give you is Amazon, because I think sometimes we get stuck that if you are doing products, which I don't help a ton of people doing products, but Products, this can also apply. Amazon is a perfect example. Who here has never used subscribe and save? I just got a notice this morning saying one of my subscriptions has been converted because the thing that I normally purchase, I guess it's no longer available from that seller. And so they've swapped it out from a different seller. It's the same product, but different person. Now, the subscribe and save is a membership. I am subscribing to get a savings in order to get a regular recurring product being shipped to me. A subscription box is another example where you would then send out, you know, a book of the month or Dollar Shave Club. These are all examples of businesses that have been created and thrive based off of a monthly recurring membership model. Now, when I first started my business, it was to create a boutique style coaching and consulting business. I very quickly realized that I was going to get burnt out doing the level of service that I wanted while still creating the impact. And a few short years ago, I was given a divine download, right? God dropped in my heart that I needed to create a different way, a different opportunity for people to be able to work with me. And that started the idea of a membership. Now, back in the day when I first started this, I had no idea what I was doing with this because to be frank, it was completely opposite of anything that I had done before. I was focusing on high touch, high access and high ticket premium services with a premium a price tag attached. For this particular offer, I was being encouraged to do a different pricing model. Now I've since adjusted and adapted and converted. Like we've tried so many different things in this particular business that I really am not attached to how you structure this because I've heard of folks that have created the idea of a membership, meaning that there is a monthly recurring payment 
and investment in order to continue in the program. This can take a number of different forms. It does not have to be low priced, low value, low ticket. It can be $1,000 a month. It could be $10,000 a month. Really, your only opportunity or your only limit to the opportunity is your imagination. So what I want you to think about is what is the opportunity for you to sell once and have somebody because by virtue of you providing the service, the gift that you are amazing at, then they're going to continue to get results. They're going to love what it is that they, they get working with you and they're going to continue to do it over and over again. Now, again, whether you're selling a product or a service for a product, you're better served by giving people consumables, right? So uh, an office supply of the month club would be amazing. Hello, sign me up because I love office supplies. But here's the thing with that type of product, you're going to consume it and you're going to use it. And as a result, you're going to run out of it. So if you want to continue to get access to some of those latest and greatest, then you're going to want to continue to sign up and continue to get the service, the product that is the office supply club for your services. If you are amazing at what you do and you create transformation for a client, I was just talking to a client this morning on our sales mastery society club uh, call. And what she remarked was that, you know, in three months of working with her, that people are really just getting the basics, the foundation of what it means in order to start creating that transformation. Do they get a win? Absolutely. But do they get the full A to Z? No, not at all. And so this is where continuity programs, which really by virtue, the definition is continuity, which means we're going to continue doing the work. So if you have a course, as an example, and you've sold that once, adding on a membership onto the back end where people then get to continue to do the work that they started in that course, which is a finite amount of information, a finite transformation with a very particular start and end date and a very particular start and end transformation is going to enable them to keep moving forward if you give them additional implementation, customization, support, and accountability on the back end. That is what a continuity program is brilliant at doing. So you can see here, if you had 10 clients that are already working with you in some capacity and you were to, to create some way, a method or a uh, program or a community that they would be able to continue to work with you at a different level perhaps, but in order to keep moving forward to make the progress on an ongoing basis beyond that initial container beyond the initial engagement. So if it was three months, then perhaps after that period, now we're moving on to the next level and they're going to keep going month in and month out and month in and month out. If 10 of those clients started with you and you're able to, because you're amazing at what you do, let's say you retain 80% of them. So eight out of those 10 want to keep working with you, but you don't have anything for them to go into. This is where a membership a program, something that allows them to continue to work with you over the coming months, month in and month out, that is where you've sold them once and they're going to keep working with you over and over and over again to the tune of monthly recurring revenue. Now, is there a way for you to allow people to continue to get ongoing help, support, accountability afterwards? 
right? You don't need to even make it that complicated. So I'll give you an example. One of my clients, give a shout out to Linda. She did an initial program. It was structured in a six week container where people needed to work through a set of curriculum. Okay, so they were working through actual learning. So in six weeks, they went step by step by step. And after the six weeks were ended, people then said, the people in the program said, we want more time. We actually want to now focus on implementation. So she said, okay, great. Let me think about ways that I can help you with that. So she created a 90 day container. Now she could very well have easily switched that into a monthly recurring revenue opportunity, where instead of having a 90 day, it is just now at least 90 days, but it is ongoing for those that want to continue to get accountability, support, commitment, and her eyeballs on feedback for the things that they're creating in their business. That would allow her to now take that initial sale and now move those people into ongoing recurring revenue, which is amazing, right? Creates that consistency. But more importantly, she is now working with people at a deeper capacity because she's able to go way deeper than six weeks would allow. She's able to help serve them in a bigger, deeper way. She's able to really understand their business more in depth than ever before. And as a result, she's building relationships, key relationships with people that she knows, likes, trusts, probably loves at this point, and that love her back. Now, listen, opportunity waits for no one. And I want you to know that if you're waiting on a sign, this is it. And no matter what I share for the rest of this episode, I still want to encourage you to just go out and do the thing that you have been entrusted to do. So is authenticity. This is really about you being authentic to your brand. Now, as a person representing your your company, your organization, and your personal brand, this becomes even more so. But even if you're working for a larger business, a corporation, or your company itself is one of those. It is a big, faceless brand. What I want you to know is that people buy from people. Again, I'm going to say that again, people buy from people. Back when I was working in a global 300 company with 80,000, 80,000, 80, that's a heck of a lot of people. The reason why my clients chose to work with the organization a lot of times was not simply because of the company. It was because of me. It was because of the relationships. It was because of the way that I came across to them and demonstrated the values that, yes, the company had, but also me as a human being. And so I'm going to encourage you right now, where are you not being congruent or authentic or aligned to your authentic self? And I know that might sound like very hypey, woo-woo, buzz, buzzworthy kind of lingo, But as you are reflecting on everything that has transpired through 2020, and as you're positioning yourself to be better prepared for 2021 and the opportunities that might be showing up right in front of you as we speak, I really want to encourage you to not let go of this critical thing. And so it's really about being genuine to you, genuine to your values, demonstrating what you care about and being able to articulate that in the way that you interact with your customers. And sometimes this is gonna mean that you go against the beaten path. You go against the grain. You're gonna do something in a different way or in a new way. And I would encourage you that if this is what is bubbling up inside of you, as you hear me say this to you, that you give yourself permission to do so. And things 
are going to shift. Your joy is going to shift. I guarantee that. And that when you do this in service of yourself, your customers will respond. Every step of the customer journey is really about providing quality service, because even if they don't buy from you, you want them to recognize the authenticity that you have been able to walk your talk, deliver what you are promising, and that even if they don't buy from you, that the interaction that they've had is such a great experience that they can go and take that away and expose your brand, your business, you to somebody else who you actually could serve. And as a result, this is something that I don't believe you can ignore. It is something that I think needs to actually be elevated and heightened because more than ever, we're looking for people who are actually doing brilliant things. And I know if that's you, don't make it so that your quality is being diminished behind the things that really, yes, they count, but they don't matter that much in the grand scheme of things. Don't automate your business to the point where it removes any element of human connection or service. And as a result, it means that people are just being funneled through your funnel without feeling like they're being taken care of. Okay. So don't sacrifice convenience. There are a lot of businesses. Yes, they're open, but they're doing business in a different way. And as a result, if they have not been able to, and if you have not been able to really think about how are you making your business more convenient or easier to do business with than ever before, I will say that one of the biggest benefits that I have noticed as a consumer is that businesses that were putting off being more uh, digital friendly, right? Having more of an online presence that it has sped that up like a bullet train, right? There's just about every single business that is here in my neighborhood uh, that is still surviving has some kind of a digital footprint. And the ones that are winning are the ones that are making it as convenient as possible for their customers to actually do business with them. It's not a treasure hunt to figure out how do I give you money? How do I buy the products and services that I know that I love and adore and I want to continue to support? How do I make sure that I can contact you if I have an issue? So how easy are you making it to do business with you? Are you creating more holes or or, uh, hoops for people to jump through in order to get from where they are interested, willing to buy, to actually paying you money? And don't sacrifice all of the other shiny bells and whistles for making things as simple as possible. I always look at how many clicks, how many clicks does it take in order for somebody to go from, I'm just learning about you, or I need to buy from you to actually buying. The more clicks, the more friction, the more runoff, which means you're going to lose people through the process. It does not matter what is the price point. If you make things so difficult for people to do business with you, And this goes, again, back to quality service. What kind of service and experience are you providing? And does it match the way that your brand wants to come across? And are you being authentic in your process? And so I just want you to know that there is still opportunities everywhere you can turn. You are not too late to this party. You are, it's not too late to start something different. It is not too late to shift or pivot or to think about different ways that you're going to allow your clients that you've already sold to or you're about to sell to, to become a regular, ongoing, monthly working clients with you. Wouldn't that be awesome, right? 
So I hope this was helpful for you. I can't wait to hear your ideas. So tag me on Instagram. If you have an idea of how you can implement this in your own business, go ahead and tag me at Susan McVeigh. I would love to be able to cheer you on and brainstorm in case you're stuck. Thanks so much for listening. And we will talk to you on the next episode. Thanks so much for listening to this episode. Be sure to let me know what you think by leaving a review so I know how best to serve you. If you're enjoying this show, don't forget to share and hit subscribe so you know when the next show is up. See you next time.